If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. At participating McDonald's. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Yo, John, 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 how are you? I tell you, um, John, I always feel relaxed when I see James Vickery's name. Oh, I'm excited. I'm excited. Ah, oh, I love him. Yeah, like like everybody knows on the pod, you're a massive fan of his dulcet tones on the uh, on the way yeah. to and from football. Hello. Yeah. Oh, here he is. Here oh, he is. fuck! We're smiling at him. We shouldn't be. No, a bit disrespectful. After what I've been through. Oh, do we need a whole pod on this? Probably, yeah. Uh, Are you been... scarred? Mentally. Physically, no. Oh, bless you. It's, uh, there's been some developments, though. What did he look like? I'll deal with him. Or her. What happened? Tell, tell, tell the world what happened. Well, where do we start? Oh, I, no, we can't get into this. James is in the... <laughs> no, I know. Honestly... It may be the biggest thing that's ever happened to me. Because I've lived oh. quite a sheltered life. Okay, biggest. Okay, that could be, I guess, could be true. I've, I've, for some reason, I thought you said important. No, no, I didn't. No, no, no. Do you think you can talk about this in depth, sort of emotionally, within the next seven days? Or do you think it's... Absolutely. Gonna have... I think maybe it would be good to process. And there might, there might be an end... An end to the story by then as well. Okay, Alfie was mugged. Yeah. That's right. Okay, so James Vickery. <sighs> Fuck. Yeah. I don't want to laugh about it. It's quite funny that it was a child. That annoyed me. Because we were thinking, right, so we were thinking last night, Alfie. So for those listeners who don't know, me, Alfie, and Ellis, and a So James is what is he now, John? Head well, of sport. We, we could ask him, can't we? Yeah. I don't know his exact title, but I think he yeah. is yeah head of sport for BBC Radio Devon now. Yeah, wow, friend of the pod, friend of the pod, John's boss. Well, John's boss. Yeah, yeah. I could, guess you could say. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh. Hey, hello. Hey. hey, it all works somehow. How are you? I'm well, thank you. Very well. How are you all? I just said to John, when I see James's name on the calendar, I can relax. Oh, well, you know, you know, I'm going to turn up. Well, you're going to turn up. I'm in safe hands. Oh. Uh, easy street. Oh. Well, well, let, 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 let's let's hope I don't disappoint. Okay, <laughs> is what I'll say. How are you doing? 
Yeah, yeah, really, really good. Sort of hit the new year feeling a little bit better about things ECFC related. But uh, yeah. new year, slightly new job for me, but uh, yes. hitting the ground running. Mm. Well, we were just saying, what is your job title now? My job title now is I'm officially in charge of BBC Radio Devon Sport. So I'm the boss. Big dog. <laughs> I'm in charge. <laughs> yeah, big so dog. So does that mean no more early morning starts for you, James? It does. It means that, um, I mean, it's going to take a little while before these bags under my eyes go. But yeah, it doesn't mean getting up at four o'clock in the morning anymore. How's that treating you? Uh, Well, for the first two weeks of the new job, because I started just before Christmas, um, I was still getting up at four in the morning. So, yeah, yeah, my body clock didn't quite sort itself out. But I think I've just been so full on and knackered that I now sort of sleep from 11 through till 7. Yeah. (laughs) What are your hours now then? Which is, uh, it varies. I mean, you know, yesterday I sort of worked a 12 hour day uh, because it was very busy going to see Argyle, going to see the City Boys, doing stuff with Torquay and doing stuff with Chiefs. Um, Today, less so. So it's sort of self-scheduling really. I know. You're your own boss. I know. It's. I'm not. I'm not used to this. After rightly so, James. Oh, yeah. bless you. Yeah, and of course, I. You know, I have the old Saturday shifts where I come round to your place, David, and read the results to you while you're in the bath. So, <laughs> how lovely. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's great. lovely, isn't it? <laughs> it's like, yeah. You make the mental thing lovely. about that sentence is that it's actually true in a way. Yeah. Honestly, that afternoon, I think I poured, was it a cup of tea? Maybe it was an early red wine. I think it was a cup of tea. Cup of tea on the bath, news the day I was born. Lovely. <laughs> James in my ear rolls. Yeah, that was it. You made me feel very welcome, very at home. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, James, I know I say it, I bloody love it. Oh, Two o'clock on a Saturday and then whatever. I think most people do. Oh. You're, you're brilliant. Mm. It's great. I don't know why you're good. I don't know what it is. You guys sort of feel... I sort of feel as if I'm being setting up for a bit of a fall here. <laughs> no. no, that's what I'm thinking you're thinking, but I, I bloody love it. Oh, fact, good, I got into good. the car last Saturday, and I think it was 20 to 2. I was like, oh, bloody hell, come on, get to 2. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it feels like that. I mean, in all the years I've been doing it, so I've been presenting the show now for 15 years, Sort of that that weird 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 that you've picked out twenty to two because I often look at the clock and it's twenty to two and I think I just want to get going now. Yes, I, I just I just want to know the Grecians have won at five o'clock and all is well in the world. That's all that matters. How much build up could you do? Could you go into BBC Radio Devon and say we're starting at ten now? Where it's doing sport all through. <laughs> we could do. We absolutely yeah. could do. Um, there wouldn't be short of things to say about our clubs, uh, would we? But um, I think some people might have something to say about that. But you know, you know, it, it's possible. Yeah, <laughs> possible. Wow. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's great, and it's as I say, it's always better when our teams are are doing better. Um, it was. Will you say that? Mm. Mm. Is it? Because <laughs> it can get a nice and spicy. Mm. Yeah, and it's a bit of drama on a Saturday. Yeah, we like it when there's drama. We like, <laughs> we like we love it when there's stuff going on to talk about. I mean, uh, our friends down the road have just had a 
a new manager. Uh, so that's been interesting. Um, Torquay have been a bit up and down. Chiefs have sort of consistently been all right, but they haven't been without their troubles over 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 the years. Um, but it, it it's for me as a as a City fan, it's very hard when things aren't going well for our club. So before Christmas, it was uh, quite tough. Mm. <laughs> and I, I, I seem to remember asking John a few uh, difficult I, questions. I remember that afternoon, like, yes, with John. Yes, which yes. I know has. Been oh yes, because we want to. We sort of want to get to the bottom of. Uh, we were listening to the last three seconds. Yeah, and we we think John. <laughs> we thought at first John was quite cool and just left it as, have, have a good Christmas. But now, <laughs> after listening to it back, it sounds like he tried to say something again. And then he, he was, was sort of, fa- yes, he was faded out. I no. cut him off. I think I did. I did <laughs> cut him off. <laughs> you know, he's a, from the horse's he's, mouth. There he's we a go. Cannon. I've got. I've got to shut him up somehow. <laughs> yeah. And now I, I, thought, I thought you asked him some tricky questions, James. Mm. It was tough. It was. Yeah. It was tough. You know, we were got to. to. Yeah, and that's you know that's the role of you know commentator, summariser, pundit. Um, those difficult questions are going to come. Um, and at the time, you know, it was very hard to see where things were going to be turning around. And I think I'd, I'd maybe stupidly gone into it thinking, oh, Stevenage away, they're third in the table. We're just going to get absolutely pasted here. Um, but John, the voice of reason, said before the game, there's no reason why we suddenly can't go on a good run. Yeah, I remember you went, really? Yeah, 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 I did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I did. I did. <laughs> what? We're not on the same wavelength here. Um, but I was wrong to, well, I mean, we didn't end up going on a great run, but we ended up getting a draw. So, you know, I, I always admire John's positivity. Mm. Positivity? See, see, for James, it's positivity because he's used to what, most football fans are like, but for you guys who are other normal thinking human beings, I seem pessimistic. Mm. Very strange, isn't it? Yeah, very strange. That is. So that John's is very happy-go-lucky as far as an extra fan goes. He is. He is. Yeah. But he says he he never wants to feel happy at football. <laughs> no, that's that's completely misconstrued words. But sure. Sorry, that's what I got from it, John. <laughs> No, I said I am happy with what we have, which a lot of people aren't happy with. But you said never go too high. No, yeah. that, never but go that's too more, low. That's more of a professional standpoint. Okay. I think if you're like a regular fan, then yeah, go for it. You know, like go get high, get low, whatever you want, feel how you want to feel. But I feel like in my household, getting too high or too low can lead to damaging decisions, emotions, and mm. it's not it's not the right thing to do. So I've just been taught that you know just stay level emotionless yeah emotionless household you have to be to to be to make decisions (laughs) yeah i think james how low did you go how low did i go well to the point where there were people i knew who were sort of what i would call floating listeners who occasionally sort of tune in they don't they're not you know football fans they just tune in occasionally and they always made a point of tuning in at five o'clock when i do the headlines so this is what's happened today and they could tell by my opening few words, how Exeter had done. So wow. I think I think that was the point where I thought, oh, maybe I need to try and sort of distance myself here a little bit from my emotions mm. of thinking, oh, they've lost again. Oh, they've lost again. 
because for what we do on a countywide radio station, you you still have to be as passionate about the other clubs as you as you are about your own. How low have mm-hmm. I been? Um, I think the lowest point for me as a football fan, I mean, my boys are now seven and five and they've got season tickets for the big bank with my wife. They go every week. I think the lowest point for me is when they turn around, turned around to me earlier in the season and said, Daddy, we don't want to go anymore. Oh. I think that it's that. Oh, it just feels like your heart's totally, totally broken. <laughs> oh, God. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they forget about it the next day and the next day it's all, you know, when's the next home game? Can we go, you know, we'll be there with our season tickets. But that moment of, Daddy, we've lost again. We really don't want to go anymore. That mm. that really cuts through you. Mm. It's a moment where you think, ah, okay, now I've got to be the grown-up here and tell them, try and guide them through. Yeah. Wow. And where are you now? How are you feeling now? Better. Better. You know, it's all... I've spoken to Gary Coldwell, and I think he's a lovely guy. Um, we, uh, I've been in my new role. I've been going to the Cat and Fiddle, the Cliffhill Training Ground, more regularly. And even during the run that City were on, um, which was it was tough to be asking the same questions of how's it going to turn around, what went wrong. He was always he always answered with a smile, and he always knew that we had to ask those questions. The mm. managers that I've spoken to in the past who you would think, how the heck am I going to even start this interview or get through this interview? Because <sighs> that makes me feel know, physically sick really? sort of having to do yeah. that. Yeah, and Alfie, you know, bit of a knot in the stomach sort of thing. Yeah. Did you think, ooh, okay, they're, they're going to be tough. But Gary isn't like that. And every time I went At all, you don't get any of that from Gary. No, I've never had any of that from Gary. Um, he's always been very positive. He wants to sort of put across a positive vibe, um, which is which is great. And every time I was at the Cat and Fiddle, even you know when it was turning into six games without a win, seven games without a win, the squad all felt together. You know, they were smiling out there, and I mm. think that's that's always a good sign. So I feel a lot better. And having spoken to Gary during the tough times, he always said. In his, um, I've not seen it, but in his office, he has a picture of Wigan winning the FA Cup, along with a picture below of when Wigan got relegated. And that all happened within the space of a few weeks. And he said to me, and he he said to the, the sort of media that were gathered, he said, the reason I do that is that, a bit like what you said earlier, John, you don't get too high when you win, and you don't get too low when you lose. And those pictures are sort of a contrast of how high you can get and how low you can be flipping love this bloke he's like gandhi yeah i like him <laughs> gandhi Caldwell. Wow. Gandhi well yeah they i don't you must have seen it as well james i didn't but you might not have done it the training ground they have like a collage of the season so they have a photo for every game yeah. and it goes like goes up if you've won or down if you've lost or like it sort of goes in a like picture so they've got the storyboard for the season and they know what like and that's why, you know, when that clip came out of them celebrating the win against Wickham and everyone was like, oh, that's a bit strange. You're celebrating after losing 16 or not winning for 16. And that's why, because they take pictures and they try and remember every win to try and mm. sort of inspire them when they come in Lovely. to the training ground. I'm I, loving this episode. I, 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 felt, <laughs> emotional. Um, I felt really sad of the criticism that that video got after the Wickham because you could see what it meant to Gary and 
people like uh, Kevin Miller, who were there as well. A brilliant Kevin Miller, fab guy, and the players. And you could see what it meant to collectively, for the first time in months, for the first time since the 26th of September, when we beat Luton, to win a game. You could see what it meant to them. Um, and the, sti- I, I, the stick that they got, I think, was unfortunate. And it, it made me a bit upset, actually, because I thought, here's a, here's a moment of yeah. celebration and a real moment of celebration the way we won that game with um, the penalty that should never have been a penalty that was saved from Ville. Um, they had every right to celebrate like that. And I think uh-huh. it also shows the danger of social media of, you know, the, the pile on from people that mm. are just a bit miserable. Well, it didn't suit their storyline, did it? No. The people who wanted him out, they wanted him to keep losing. I think, yeah. I think Pierce did well to come out on social media. Then he sort of said like, look, we can't win. We're players. We've just won for the first time. And you want us to win. And then when we yeah. over-celebrate, you have a go at us. Like, he was sort of indicating that they couldn't win. I think Pierce is spot on. I don't think they can yeah. win. He I used to give us a break. He yeah. said give us a break, yeah. didn't he? And that, yeah. Entirely. Yeah, absolutely. What I find embarrassing about what you just said, James, is that we the last time we won was September the 26th. And I think the next game we played Northampton and I left early because we weren't winning. <laughs> how early? <laughs> well, the next game. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, how how early, David? <laughs> Five minutes early. We went two 0 down. Oh, that. I think I'm that's done. Right. I think that's no. It's not because we were on an amazing run, and just because we weren't winning. Do you know? I didn't realise that. I thought this was halfway through the run. No, that was the that was the first next game. Next game. That was the first game. So of that the was losing the, you streak. couldn't you couldn't handle one loss. <laughs> Do you know what? I sat there going. Oh, it's just typical, isn't it? We're on a run. I've been saying we're going to get promoted, then we go and lose after Luton. Do you know what? I'm done. Do you know what? I bet some of the players saw you walk out, and that was the it triggered start. it. Yeah. Oh god! Yeah. Even even that, David's yeah. walking Maybe. out. God. Yeah. I think though, and I wasn't there. I was in the studio for that game. Uh, there'd been so much hype about beating Luton, and it was being on the big bank that day. First time we've been Premier League. First time we've beaten top flight since 1981. I've still got my granddad's football programmes of that season that he that he left me after he died. Look, it, there was just such a hype. It just felt that the, it just like a balloon had just been popped. Yes. Mm. yes. But it, it was also the performance with the Northampton game. You never felt that City... I, I mean, this is what I've been told. You never felt that City were really in it. No. It was a bit of a... Attitude oh, stunk. Yeah, we beat Luton. What Your do we attitude do now? stunk. <laughs> I would forgive you for leaving five minutes early. Really? I, I felt really embarrassed. Halfway down the steps, um, I felt so embarrassed. I, I mean, couldn't I, sort of reverse. You could I have gone admit, back up. I've, I've, I've nef- never left a game early. Me neither, James. I never will again. Mm. Never going to do it again. Learning. I'm learning on the job. <laughs> that is embarrassing. I am. Em- I was embarrassed to be your friend that day. It really was. And I took my boys. <laughs> and my boys. <laughs> the, the, tru- oh, the trouble. The trouble. Little boys. They were going. No, we need to stay and see it out. No, we don't. <laughs> Their attitude stinks. This afternoon. You can't leave with any dignity if you're leaving sort of on your own early because everyone mm. can see you. So embarrassing. Were you the only one leaving? Were you the only one leaving or was there anyone yeah, else? Yeah, more or less. That's so terribly <laughs> shit. That shit you know was what? so That bad. afternoon, I was getting pissed off that people are on their phones. It's like, what's the bloody game? Yeah. I was in a right-up stick. <laughs> At least they were there. <laughs> <laughs> what's the bloody game?
There's nothing better if you're an away fan and you're at an away game and City are like winning 2-3-0 and they go and score like a second or third goal. There is nothing better when you see the home fans start to leave. Right. Yeah, right. You know, that, that, well, that, that Northampton got that from it because I was right by the Northampton end. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I had to go down and I, there we go. Yeah. To you? Singing, cheerio, yeah. cheerio, cheerio, cheerio. They were. I mean, not. Well, I was right <laughs> by them. So, God. You know, I was 20 yards away. I just cut my head down and go, went for it. And you thought it was all at you? <laughs> well, not all at me. They're chanting at me, boys. They're chanting at me, boys. Take one for the team, David. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> me again. I just think if you leave the, the best moments ever in football mm. are in the last five minutes when you're 2-0 down and you get it back to 3-2. And Have you ever go, left early, Alfie? No. James, do you do remember you know, the Oval game? A few seasons ago where we were three nil down yeah. with like four minutes to go and we drew three three or something. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I remember Ipswich went down once to, uh it was two we two all in like the ninety plus fourth against Coventry. Everyone left. I stayed and I got to see Pablo Cunyago dink the keeper in ninety plus six. Oh <laughs> wonderful. Incredible. What name, by the way. What name? Incredible. Am I the only person here that's left early? Yes. Yeah. You're the yeah, yeah you, that, you're, you're a weirdo. Yeah. Or well, maybe I've got st- stuff going on at home, John. Gee. Yeah. You could have bigger oh, picture, oh, John. Just be careful. <laughs> bigger picture, son. <laughs> Just be careful, son. Everyone has I a still reason. Don't think if you've got stuff going on at home, surely you don't want to go home. Surely you want to stay at the football. Who said I went home? <laughs> Little chef. Little chef. <laughs> An Olympic <laughs> breakfast. A little chef's yeah. still a thing. <laughs> don't know. Well, that's no. showing your age. Sadly, they're no more, along with Happy Eaters. They're long gone. They're oh. gone. I, I tell you, that the, the time it backfired most, um, City were playing Torquay, playoff semi-final, and uh, we were already 2-1 down from the first leg. We'd all traipsed down to play more, thinking, oh, this is going to be a, this is gonna be a nightmare. Our former One of our former players then became their manager, Paul Buckle. So there was a lot, lot on the game. And we, I don't know if you were there that day, John, but we, on the second leg at Playmore, we went 1-0 down. So on aggregate, we were 3-1 down and we've got 20 minutes to go. And I'm at the front of the away end uh, with my then girlfriend, now my wife. And I just said, shall we go? You know, this is embarrassing. You know, we're 3-1 down, 20 minutes to go. City were doing nothing, absolutely nothing in the game. And your nearest and dearest rivals, nightmare. She said, no, we can't leave, can't leave. And there were people leaving around us. 20 minutes left, we get a goal back. And then we go on to win that game, 4-1, 5-3 on aggregate. And it was the greatest comeback, I think, Maybe with the exception of Yeovil, but what was on the game was a place in the playoff final, which we then went to. We went to play Cambridge, and then we won. Oh, that that um, that comeback is definitely better than Yeovil. That, that Richard Logan flick on. Oh, everything everything about that game is just. I'm, I literally oh. watch it religiously all the time. It's so good. Well, and there's people see- who have said, "Well, I left. I didn't see it." Yeah, yeah, and they were. You're really keeping on with this <laughs> theme. <laughs> It's, it's not over to the final whistle. It, no. 
you just you just don't know in football, and the amount of times a team gets You're doing it again, James. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm just going to really rub this one in, properly rub it in. The amount of times a team get a goal back and then they get a second win, and then it it's unbelievable. Mm. Yeah, unbelievable. So stop I mean, being a brat and stop leaving early. Cheers. That yeah. was September what or start of October, probably beginning three of three and a half months ago. Yeah, you're a changed man. Yeah. Have you changed? I don't think you have. Have you? In what, three am I months. Leave early? I think if we were four 0 down at halftime, you would leave early. Okay, if we had never brought it up and said, "No, it's fine if you leave early," we no, just... I've had I've had moments where I've had some terrible Saturdays in the last three months, and I've I've stuck. But to is it. that because you were held accountable by others, or have you done that yourself? <laughs> potentially, <laughs> no, definitely not potentially. <laughs> yes. Yes, you were. You were sat there thinking, I want to go, but if I go yeah. again... Well, don't you all sit there and go, <laughs> yeah. I if go, I, I If I leave, no. I'll never hear the I've end never, of it. I'll never hear the end of this. I've never, ever sat at a football game or stood at a football game and gone, I want to leave. I have. Have, have you ever wanted to be there, John? <laughs> Very good question. I'll have to ask You're just in the middle that. all the time. It's easy for I, you. I sat there, you were just like that. No clapping, nothing. Because, what no, is the point? People, <laughs> people clap unnecessarily. Sometimes you should, you should only clap things that warrant a clap. Don't clap someone for making a five-yard pass down the line. That doesn't warrant a clap. Just because you've progressed up the pitch, that should happen. Imagine, imagine watching the game next Saturday and you're sat next to John and you're like, fucking hell, I can't enjoy this now. <laughs> yeah, I'll be well, clap. Yeah. Some Exeter City fans might be stood next to me because I'll be at Blackpool on Saturday. So. I will see you there. You We're will making indeed. the long trip to Blackpool as a family. Love that. Oh, nice. Yeah. Nice. My boys, um, who are now football mad, and I'm very lucky because my wife is also football mad, and that's sort of how we met through through football. We used to both be big bankers and, you know, gave each other the eye sort of thing. Um, <gasps> on on Wait, the big bank. David, that was oh. one of your questions, and John what? said it would never happen. What's that? One of my questions was... Well, that have you fancied some another supporter? My wife. <laughs> oh, John, wow. best wow. hope for you yet. Yeah, that's no, I, that I is actually so beautiful. Not that there's anything wrong with, it, but I wouldn't want to get married to someone that's into football. I think I need something. I need a little bit more of an escape. How near was she to you? Well, we we knew of each other through friends of friends, but we used to sort of stand separately. So I used to stand with. Um, my nan and my, my dad and my brother and and Charlotte used to stand with her brother and another and her mum on the big bank and we sort of knew of each other but not and you know occasionally when we bumped into each other it'd be oh hello and all of that and then the the rest as they say is is history and that's 20 that 20 years ago now together 20 years so you're both just looking forward to a Saturday where you can go and watch a game together with with the family. Yeah, right? L- listen, Charlotte whispers things in my ears like, and I'm like, oh, nice. yes, <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> I'm going to listen to that back on loop. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm very lucky. I'm very lucky. <laughs> so, how long will that trek take on Saturday? Is that like a five hour? It's about five hours from, from here. Um, do you stay up there, or do you? Yeah, we're staying. So we're staying up for the weekend, um, making yeah. a bit of a weekend of it. But my boys, at the start of each season, will sort of target a few games, away games that they really want to get to because they want to do the EFL ninety two. Oh, 
So they want to get to all of the Premier League, all of the football league clubs um, in double quick time. Um, I think I've worked out I'm at about 45 grounds. Oscar, my eldest, is already up at about 15. No way. So that's and and he went to Ipswich, Alfie, last season. Did he? Season. What did he think? Uh, didn't think much of the 6-0 defeat, but he loved the ground. Oh, that's nice. I, was, I did forget bad. about the score. Sorry, <laughs> he's got he's got a real thing about old style football grounds. Ah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. So, Portman Port- Road is like yeah, that. Yeah, absolutely. I, I've never been and always wanted to go. So um, he's he's and I'm not quite sure that Ipswich and City will be playing each other anytime soon. So um, well, you never know. You, no, you never. Playoffs, know. playoffs no, are still I'm, on for both of us. No, I think that's a pretty comfortable bet. <laughs> I'm not going to put my house on it, but... (laughs) James, when we were going through the tricky period... Yeah. ...which hopefully we're out of now, how much pressure did you have from, like, friends and family who were into Exeter for you to, you know, you had to have a balanced view on the side? Yeah, it was hard because I obviously know people that are very... were very much in the our managers got to go camp. Um... And a bit like the BBC, I also knew people that were very much in the uh, our manager has to stay because what alternative have we got? But I think for me, what was really interesting is sort of hearing the views as to why people felt the way that they did. And I think, you know, you see sometimes football managers, they get sacked because a team have lost five or six in a row. And you think oh, they had so much more to give. You know, yeah. what the what if he'd stayed and turned it around. And sometimes, you know, people come in and they have an absolute nightmare and you just know it's never going to it never going to work. Wayne Rooney, for example, at Birmingham City, that was always set up in such a way that he was never going to win that situation. You know, the old manager had been moved aside. Rooney was brought in. I was at the first game, home bizarrely, I was at Birmingham City for the first home game for Rooney because the night before, we'd lost at Derby during half-term and my boys wanted to go and watch Jay Stansfield play. So we went to Birmingham and the atmosphere on the first home game for Rooney, even before a ball had been kicked, was was not good. Um, and I thought this, even then, and he'd had an away game where I think they'd drawn and it was the first home game and they'd lost that to Hull City. I think it was 2-0, if I remember. Um, even Sometimes you know with a manager, this ain't going to work, this is not going to end well. And we were waiting for Jay outside of St Andrews to sort of get a nice picture with him. And he, he was lovely, really love, always lovely lad. But there were fans there talking to us that were already in the Rooney out camp. And that was two games in. So you sometimes with a manager, you know, this is regardless of what he do, he or she does, it's not going to end well. Whereas with Coldwell, Gary Coldwell, I think, well, he's had a he's had some really bad luck with injuries. You know, Demi Mitchell gone, you know, really unfortunate. Ryan Trevitt now gone, really unfortunate with some of the injuries. Some of the games I was watching, Wigan at home in the league, I mean, we had like 25 shots and the ball just didn't go in the net. You know, it's it wasn't as if we were watching really crap football every week. Sometimes it was. Let's not talk about Bolton. Let's not talk about Derby away. Sometimes it was awful. But on other occasions, there, there was a lot of hope there. And in some ways, I think, you know, this is Gary's time now to prove prove the doubters wrong and, and prove the people and prove to the people that stuck by him that they made the right decision. 
Yeah, I think this little period now, well, not this little period, but from now on, it is make or break. If it if it, if it goes into another horrible period, I don't know how lenient people are going to be. But I, like you said, I think it, if he could get us playing the way we were at the start of the season, I think he'll be he'll be fine. The thing that I don't understand is, and this this is why I genuinely believe it's right to stick with it. The majority of players on the pitch haven't changed, with the exception of Demi Mitchell. You know, Nombe played at Wickham, but he didn't play for a lot of that time. We were still winning. So you don't suddenly go from an amazing team, top of the league, that were winning games and oozing confidence to a side that are not doing it for, you know, without there being reasons behind it. I think I think it, teams found out how to play against us, didn't they? And they sort of learnt to isolate players. As soon as Dimi Mitchell couldn't get into games and stuff like that, we were really, really... Not sh- struggling, but pe- you know that Leighton Orient game sticks out to me. We were uh, we were weak in terms of we we had Jake Richards starting, which is you know obviously never never what you want, especially given his age. No. Um, I think Leighton Orient set up perfectly, didn't they? They sat deep, they gave us a lot of the ball, and I think we're better when we don't have as much of the ball. When teams have got the ball and we can press them and try and win it back high up the pitch, um, so I think teams just learned how to play against us. And Gary sort of struggled to find a way to not have the ball because teams were letting us have it because they knew that we were weaker with it. But yes. yeah. We looked but, a bit yeah. panicky. Yeah. <clears throat> how much of your position, James, how much transfer gossip do you hear? <laughs> like what nuggets do you hear? Because John hears loads. Mm. I hear loads. I don't Mo- hear loads. Mo- most of it, if you look on X, formerly Twitter, um, is stuff that's being fueled by the message boards, I find. Um, and what was what was what was really funny, not necessarily with City transfer, but when Argyle were uh, Stephen Schumacher had just left Argyle, within the first day, someone on Twitter um, had seen managerial lookalikes in the local Morrisons about potential people that can... <laughs> oh, I saw, I saw Paul Cook buying a sandwich in the Morrisons just up the road from Argyle, so it's got to be him. Yeah. Um, and you see nonsense like that. And I, I find with social media, it just breeds and breeds and breeds. People retweet, people lump on. And um, in terms of what I'm privy to, I'm not oh, privy to... It really I, is. I, I'm not. You are a little bit, aren't you? I, a tiny bit. So, for example... Mm. I knew about Ben Purrington on the day, so not long before it was announced, but the club, Craig and Scott, who were brilliant, knew it was sort of within the club's interest of, okay, well, BBC Ready Devon come along and do an interview. That's ready to go when we release under embargo. Mm -hmm. So then, you know, you get your Exeter City content on the radio. So it's working with the clubs. I mean, I don't, you know, so that that was that was lovely, but I'm not I'm not tipped off that far ahead of time. I might get a few hours if I'm lucky. What do you think of that, Alfie, in relation to our podcast and us not getting tipped off? And what do I? Am, am do I? Think in... We should be tipped off. Yes. Do you feel like there's a lack of respect from the club towards them. Um, I feel as though. Well, do I want to say lack of respect on record? Um, I'm thinking it, but I'm not going to say it. (laughs) I think that, I think, uh, if there's certain people in the call who know things that myself and David might be interested in and feel very powerful knowing before everybody else, 
I would like that to be made, to be brought to my attention, yes. Yeah. Well... I'm trying to say that I give you a call when I get a call, that sort of thing. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> well, listen, with Ben Purrington, he was at St. James Park. So if there had been any, uh, if there'd been any fan hanging around going to the club shop, they would have seen him there and they would have known. But I do wonder sometimes with signings and not just with Exeter, I mean, how big a deal is it? Like, it, the news is going to come out at some point. Yeah. You know? But I know why, I know, like, things have to be sort of commercially sensitive and things end up having to be signed and deals and stuff like that. But so, sometimes there's no smoke without fire when you see stuff on XWeb or you see stuff on Twitter or whatever. Mm. I mean, but sometimes just because there's been a lookalike in, in Morrison's buying a sandwich. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that sort of thing. Just like, nah. Nah. Well, no. Marcus, when did you um, hear about Ben Purrington, John? Uh, probably five minutes before it was announced. What? Let's check what's up. Oh, yes, because I, I obviously didn't have my phone on me, so I couldn't get any of this gossip. No, the announcement came out with a cat, and it went, this is a, well, I don't know what, there was a pun in there somewhere, and I just... Purr. 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 Perfect. Yeah, so then I uh, I just did a little bit of research. And what but was that? Marcus... Message Gary. Ha ha ha, that's funny. Um... <laughs> that was a genuine question. Why would I message Gary? Anyway, I'm wondering what what research you did. Sorry, Marcus listened to our transfer episode and he texted me yesterday. That's all I'll say. What's that mean? What's you just love? No, he just loves like having a weird teasing fetish over us. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm just saying you guys were you guys weren't like sure whether he listened or not, and I'm just saying he listened to the last. What did he he text you? He listened to the Triple C episode. That's all I'll say. And he texted you about someone we were talking about? Yes. What? Not not to say that we were signing them or anything, but just to say that, you know. Did he sort of... Noted. They they know that he knew who he was. So you're saying we facilitated a transfer? No, he's probably... The person that we were talking about is probably not going to come in but he was just saying yeah I'm aware of the player that he said he said be, he'd so be if that player comes job. in do we get a percentage oh you can have whatever you want you can have 100% has Eddie already looked at the player was he on his he said he said his exact words to me were if we hadn't known about this player we'd be pretty shit at our jobs or crap at our jobs or something along those lines so thank you. So thank you for bringing him to our attention. So thank you, and we'll, we'll bring him in now. <laughs> Are we talking about Triple C? Potentially. CCC? Going to Swansea? <laughs> Why would Marcus facilitate his transfer to Swansea? No, he is going to Swansea, isn't he? Oh, I don't, I don't know. Oh, what? No, I think so. How, how, what, how would you know that? Oh! oh you, you're not in... You like to think you're in the know, and you're not in the know. Oh, I love it. That doesn't taste so good, does it? Imagine John? if you did. I don't care. <laughs> oh, really? Your face uh, says otherwise. Basically, James, for a bit of context, there's a player that I love from the National League. He plays at Ultron, which is like probably my closest team in Manchester, maybe by Man City, but I'm not going to go watch them. Um, and uh, this, he's called Chris Con Clark. He's got an amazing name. Christopher Con Clark is his is full good. name. He is unbelievable in the conference, like really, really good. Would, fit perfectly in one of our 10 roles. 
Um, but the, one of the division's top goal scorers. He's lovely, small, aggressive, stroppy, perfect. I'm just looking at him up. Christopher yeah. Con Clark. The Con Clark is sort of hyphenated. Yeah. <laughs> oh, triple C. Yeah. Did he, fu- did he didn't follow any of us back. No. Oh. That's, oh, a, that's the ego we want, though. That's the yeah, ego we want lovely. in a forward. Yeah. I'll yeah. send him a message. Sense if you're bored. Oh God! <laughs> 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 Just want to get it over and done with. Um, <laughs> I oh, I don't know how this is going to go down with city yeah. fans, but I don't mind Argyle. Um, I've got lots of mates who are Argyle fans because you know working at BBC Radio Devon, with studios next to the studios in Plymouth. Know lots of people in Plymouth, massive Argyle fans. Some really well-known Argyle fans over the years and people that just go along now as well. So I don't mind them. They've always been very friendly to me. Obviously, if it's a Devon derby, I don't I don't want Argyle to beat City, but I still need to remain straight down the middle. But I think mm. any Argyle fan listening would, would know my allegiance. Yeah. Um, a bit bored having to do their news? Because when it goes to their news, I'm like, Boring, boring. <laughs> uh, oh no, never bored. <laughs> my, my job is to make everything sound entertaining. Yeah. And you do. So, um, I, I, I've got more. Obviously, I know more about the city players. I know more about uh, the club at City. But you know, I, I don't mind Argyle. I don't mind Torquay. I like the Chiefs. But it's. Uh, yeah, whenever there have been a Devon derby. I mean, you, we spoke earlier about games you wanted to leave early from. There was this, I was presenting years ago and Argyle had come up and they were absolutely thrashing us. You know, and every we lost 2-0. Um, and I I just couldn't wait to get out of SJP. It was it was horrible. <laughs> it was horrible in every way. Yeah. But do I get bored? No, I don't get bored. I, <laughs> no, I don't think so. I'll tell you what I, what I really think when we've stopped recording. Um, <laughs> but I'll tell you what you did, James, a couple of Saturdays ago, which properly wound me up. Ooh, you okay. said, oh. what did I do? You said, I don't know if it's Stephen Schumacher or maybe it was the new someone we had to go to at Plymouth. They weren't ready. Oh, we yeah. were going over to Exeter. Oh, yeah, chat. yeah. And you said, I'm really sorry, I've just got to warn you, if Plymouth are available, then we're going to have to cut Exeter off yeah. and jump straight over to Home Park. <laughs> yeah, Did that wind you yeah. up, did it? Yeah. Did that wind you up? <laughs> well, I, I sort of said that, because I like being Sloshing up front. around in the bath. <laughs> <laughs> An- another shot. Oh, lovely. Went down. <laughs> um, I, I said that because in the past, I've been accused of being rude. And cutting people off. Um, but the nature of sort of sport broadcasting is that you go to where the action is 
And if we've got a live line across the press conference at, at Home Park and it comes in, um, I think as long as the listeners know that there's a chance that I might have to, because then you sort of go on X-Wave, oh, he bloody cut City off to go to Argyle again sort of thing. That's yeah. the sort of thing. That they take do. top billing then. They're top billing. No, 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 no. no. Um, if, if... What's new? Uh, if new... If, <laughs> <laughs> if Super Gary Coldwell was talking to us live, I would have yeah. done the same with them. Oh, okay. 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 So but, whoever's live. Yeah, I mean, it's without going into the ins and outs and boring you all about how it how it works. We've got a facility to get a live interview from Argyle. It's a bit more tricky at SJP to do that. Um, but we can do that, and we always want to be first with the reaction, really, which is what we try mm. and do. So in the past where I've axed people like John and whack their fader down. Um, <laughs> Sounds naughty. To get them off, <laughs> as it were. Um, yeah. <laughs> I won't I won't talk to you about the phrase fader wanking, but... Um, <laughs> Please we'll, we'll do. Move, we'll move. Please. It's, it's a thing used in radio where... I'm, I'm going to use... I'm very visual here, but... Um, if you're sort of ride, riding, as they call a bed, or music jingle, mm. <laughs> you sort of up and down very quickly with your hands, shall we say. Oh, um, this is lovely. It is known in the phrase as fader wanking. Wow. Oh, yes. Lovely. Um, Smalls used to do that a lot. Yes, bring he did. Bring the music down, do a bit of blah, 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 and then bring it up. And bring it back up again. Oh, so that's fader wanking. Fader wanking, which is different to fader axing. Which is what John and I do together. Very much, very much so. (laughs) (laughs) Oh dear. I'm I'm sorry I annoyed you, David. That wasn't my intention. No, you didn't. I understood. I was just I was so excited. I I think we'd won. We got a decent result. I'm like, I don't want to go over the bloody Yeah, no, it was it was the Carlisle game and Argyle had um Argyle had beaten Sutton in the car. Yes. Which is sort of what they expected to do. But the story yeah. really was at City, the fact that they'd beaten, you know, a team in the relegation zone and pulled out of the relegation zone. So yeah, we do try and go to where the story is. Where where do you think City will end up? This hmm. season? Yeah. Oh John John <laughs> Yeah. Do you want me to take my headphones out and you can give a give an honest answer? Oh, you're not Oh. My thought is are there four worse teams than City in the division? And the answer, the overriding answer to that, overwhelming answer to that is yes. But I think at one point we were one of, well, I know it sounds stupid saying it because it's obvious because if you're in the bottom four, you are one of the worst four teams. But I think when you look at infrastructure, when you look at the way the club is run, City are not bottom four. I think we'll probably end up mm, 17th. That. If you could offer me that right now, I'd slap your hand off, stop the pod, we can have a summer break, done. Cheers. I'd slap your hand Cheers. off. Yeah, I'd, I'd whack your fader down. <laughs> <laughs> and up and down. <laughs> <laughs> Quickly. Um, I, totally up to you. I can't see us really... I, I, we'll, I think what we'll do from here is we'll have some really good results, lose a couple... 
draw a few, then I don't think we'll go. I hope I'm not tempting fate. I don't think we'll go on on a horrible run where we don't like winning nine, you know, fifteen, sixteen. But I think we've got some really tough games coming up. You know, we we've played some of the sides around us now. Blackpool, for example, Saturday really hard. Got some teams like Bristol Rovers coming up. They're sort of riding a bit of a crest of a wave under Matt Taylor at the moment. Yeah, they've got to come to us. Uh, well, we've got to play them both home and away within the space of like three weeks. Mm. Yeah, yeah, there's, yeah. yeah. So, we've got to play them pretty soon, don't we? Yeah, I mean, no game's easy in League One. I think, I don't think we'll go down. I think we're better than that. I think we've just been unlucky. But I, I, I think we, we are a little bit light in our squad at the moment. And by the nature of players coming in, it takes them a little while to gel. So everyone was thinking, right, 1st of January, things are going to be different. You know, players are going to, yeah, players are going to be brought in, but it takes time. You don't just suddenly suddenly become a brilliant team again. You've all got, got, all got to get to know each other. So 16th, 17th, I think I'd be happy with. Good striker. That's all we're missing. Good striker. Have you, have you heard of any strikers coming in, John? Nope. I tried to really get you there. Yeah. Like, what's he asking? Off the cuff. Uh, yeah, a guy called... Oh. <laughs> Mind games. <laughs> I, I genuinely think we are just a... Not even a good striker, just someone, a goal scorer, a little tapperino who can sit in One a six-yard box. One or two, box. John. One two. or two. Two, 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 two. Yeah, we, we need to strengthen. Um, although I think Gary's finding it tough. I spoke to him yesterday and... We, we sort of directly said to him, you know, great that Arrington's come in, you know, experienced player. He said on the record, so I'm not sort of breaking any confidences here. He said on the record, you know, some of the signings we will be making will be more inexperienced players who need some more experienced heads around them. So Parrington, he's 20, 27, 29. You know, he's played for Argyle, Charlton. Uh, who else has he played for? Um Ross County, teams like that, experience. So he's trying to get the balance of the squad right again. Um, but I, he, when we then pushed him and said about a striker, are you close to a striker coming in? He just said no. Hmm. Would he be but, playing games with you, James, there? Ooh. Say again? Would he play games with you there, James? Is that a typical manager response? No, I, th- I find Gary to be very honest. Right. Um, so you're getting think... more information from Gary, the heart of the club, than we are from John. Hmm. I, I... He's allowed so to say what he wants. You're more guarded than Gary. He's allowed to say what he wants. He's the manager. He's. I, I think what the club have learned over the last few months is transparency is really important. If you, if you become guarded mm-hmm. when people say to you, have you got a striker? And you say... Yeah, yeah, there'll be one coming in. It doesn't happen. It's going to backfire. Amen. Yeah, Amen no, to that. I totally agree. Exactly. So us... when you ask me, David, oh, are we bringing in a striker? And I'm like, Transparent. I don't know. Transparency. And, but I don't know. It is being transparent. And you have a go at me. But then James comes along and he's the voice of reason all of a sudden. Tra- I'm, transparency is... Well, I don't think this is... This is not me having a go at you, John, at yeah, all. It's gonna, it, Devil's if you start a sentence I promise like that, you it's it definitely not. is. I don't think Gary, right... 
went no and then winked and smiled and put his hands in the air like this to James. I think he just said no. <laughs> I, I don't do that. Didn't do that. You <laughs> claim that I do that. I laugh hey, because you. We got the footage. We've got <laughs> the footage, mate. We have got some footage. Go on then. Post if you ever find a footage of me winking, you can post it. Okay. Fade <laughs> a winking. I'll try and get one of John winking at Blackpool tomorrow. That's what I'll try and do. <laughs> yeah. James, BMX. thank you so much for coming on this week. It's it's a pleasure as always, guys. Please come on again. Yeah, please, please, please. Anytime. Yeah, really? Anytime. Yeah. Oh, lovely. Yeah. Yeah. We'll have you on tomorrow then. Cheers. Listen, <laughs> it, it, it would be great to get you guys on um, BBC Ready Devon sometime. Do you know what, James? <laughs> you wouldn't want this. I just had a, I'd love to sit on a little swivel chair and just watch you do it. Sorry. Oh yeah, we can make terrible. that happen. What you do it? Yeah, lovely. <laughs> we'll make that happen. Honestly, just on. fade a wanking galore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would be amazing to see you at work. I really, I bet you look. You're just like bang, bang, buttons, buttons, bang. Yeah, bang, bang. Oh, I'd love to see it. Oh, yeah. it, it is. I'm, I'm told it's a work of art for someone that's done it for you know so long. It's just. You know, it comes naturally. I'm not I'd saying that, that with with a big head, but no, it must. How long does it? Like, final question: How long does it take to get to a point where you're comfortable behind that desk doing your thing? Fifteen years. Are you serious? <laughs> oh. Well, I, I don't. I don't think. You know, even now, like I'm entirely comfortable because there are, you know, there are always variables with with stuff. You know, there's always that little bit of you know, nervousness. There's always that little bit of adrenaline that still pumps because you're never quite sure. You're never too far away from a from a line going down and having to feel for 20 minutes talking about random games elsewhere when you're reading off the BBC Sport video printer. But you're confident, though, enough to know that you can feel that time. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, mm-hmm. so it takes a while. Yeah. It takes a while, but yeah. it's, uh, they say it's like a... They say it's like riding a bike that when you know you don't really forget what you're doing. Yeah, yeah. Sort of at, at the controls of the cockpit. Well, thank you, James, and thank you for making two till six superb on a Saturday. It's a pleasure, an absolute pleasure. Brilliant. Thank you, mate. Cheers. Thank you. Cheers. Cheers. Hope that was all right. Nice to meet you. Oh, see, that was great. Great to meet you. Yeah. Let me get your phone back. Thank you. Well,